Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, it's Misty. This is Lattes and Legends. Happy Monday. Um, it's Monday. I never record on Monday, but I'm at home, and so the sound might be a little off, but I will see what I can do. Um, until about, I don't know, an hour ago, I didn't know if I had internet, but that's a different story for a different day. Let's just say it's been a Monday. All ready. Anyway, hi. I'm having some coffee. Mm-hmm. And this is episode four of season four. Yeah, we're still talking about cursed families. And today I have a, a royal family, so to speak. Um, I just want to say thanks to all the new followers and subscribers on Instagram and Facebook. If you would like to follow me on there it's instagram is lattes and legends and facebook is lattes and legends podcast yeah also want to give some shout outs to all of you that are listening i appreciate it dearly all right so i think i got the sound figured out I don't know. We'll see. Um, All right. So if you would like to check out the website, it is lattesandlegendspodcast.com, I think. Sure. That sounds good. Um, Yeah. And so I'm going to get into um, this family really fast. All right. So they are the Romanoffs. So sources for... This episode, yesterday.uktv.co.uk, history.com, americandiplomacy.web.unc.edu, historyofromanoffs.tumblr.com, nationalgeographic.com, biography.com, then24.com, and history.com. I think I covered it think so all right so let's talk who are the romanovs so the romanov family was the last imperial dynasty to rule russia they first came into power in 1613 and they reigned supreme for about three more centuries 18 romanovs took the russian throne including peter the great catherine the great alexander the first and nicholas the second during the Russian Revolution, Bolshevik revolutionaries toppled the monarchy, ending the Romanov dynasty. That was in 1917. 
Tsar Nicholas II and his entire family, including all the young children, were executed by the Bolshevik troops. Yeah, crazy stuff, right? Side note, when I think about Romanov, I think about Natalie Romanov. Black Widow? Anybody? That's who I think about, which that's not why I picked this, but whatever. That's where my head goes. Anyway, sip of coffee. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk about Peter the Great. Do, do, do. So, Peter the Great. So, here we go. In 1613, Mikhail Romanov became the first Romanov Tsar of Russia following a 15-year period of a political upheaval after the fall of the medieval Rurik dynasty. He took the name Peter, or sorry, Michael I. So that's Mikhail Romanov, who's Michael I. His grandson, Peter I, was known as Peter the Great. Basically, he took Russia and just made it one of the biggest European empires ever. And then he pretty much declared himself emperor of the newly found Russian empire in 1721. He was emperor until 1725 when he died. Okay, that's Peter. Um, Basically, he took down the Ottoman Empire and then the Empire of Sweden. So apparently they were dominating Russia at the time and then the Baltic and Black Seas. And so that's when he was like, I'm going to tear this shit down. And he did. And yeah, that's Peter the Great. So let's talk about Catherine the Great. So she is Catherine the Second. She took over the Russian Empire, and it just got bigger and bigger and stronger and greater. And she ruled from 1762 to 1796. And this part of Russian history is sometimes called the Golden Age of the Russian Empire. She was sophisticated and some say beautiful, some say awkward looking. Um, She loved the arts. And during her reign, she made sure that Russia adopted the philosophies and culture of Western Europe. In later years, a campaign by Russian Emperor Alexander I represented a turning point, and this was during the um, wars that Napoleon started. So the French invaded Russia in 1812 at the height of Napoleon's power, and that's when Alexander I's army defeated French troops dealing a major blow to Napoleon, and this showed that the Russians meant serious business. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I know this is a lot of history, but it's fine. You need some history in your life, and what better way to do it than with me? Okay, I'd heat up the coffee. Just gets cold sitting here. I'm not drinking it, so you guys know how it is. I have to have hot coffee all the time. Okay, now let's talk about Tsar Nicholas II. He was the last Romanov emperor and he ruled from 1894 until 1917. Mm hmm. So, 
many people say that his rule had a lot of action. And by action, I mean there was political upset, social unrest. Like it was pretty gnarly for him. So he succeeded, succeeded his father, Tsar Alexander III, and he had very, very, very little experience in government and ruling, and so he was a little indecisive. Some people called him politically weak. One of the moments of his, quote, career, I guess, was his poor handling of the Russo, Russo, wow, what's with my speech today? Russo-Japanese War of 1804 to 1905. 1904 to 1905. Wow. Misty, get it together. Um, and then in 1905 was the uprising of the Russian workers, and that was known as Bloody Sunday. And then Russia's involvement in the First World War. He had a lot of stuff going on. Mm-hmm. So... Nicholas II ended up marrying Princess Alex of Hesse. Hesse? 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 I don't know. H-E-S-S-E. I don't know. Um, She was a duchess in the German Empire in 1894. Yes. Um, She would later take the name Alexandra. And she was a granddaughter of Queen Victoria of the United Kingdom. So Nicholas and Alexandra had four daughters, Olga, Tatiana, Maria, and Anastasia, and one son, Alexei. Mm-hmm. Mm. You guys want to hear something crazy? So here's a fun fact about Tsar Nicholas II. His coronation in 1896 should have had like national celebration, but instead it caused one of the most tragic things ever to happen in the country. The horror unfolded in Moscow during a public banquet, which was thrown to mark the coronation. There were buffets, beer stalls, all kinds of action happening in the public square. There were thousands of people in this field and they were bringing gifts to him and just food and drink and everything. It was wonderful. Um, there was rumor that spread that the supplies of food and beer were running short. And that's when, quote, the mob jumped up as a single man and threw itself forward with incredible speed. People were crushed and trampled in the chaos, and about 1,400 died in the field during the coronation. Nicholas and his wife were shocked and distraught when they were told about this, but they were still forced to attend the ball with the French ambassador that night. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Um, so basically, that is what started his reign. If that isn't curse, curse-esque, I don't know what is. So let's talk about Rasputin and the Romanovs. So Alexandra, she... apparently was not very fond of uh, the Russians, which is funny that she married into a Russian family. Yeah. um, Her German ancestry and her devotion was to the Russian mystic, however, Rasputin. 
this is why she became unpopular with the Russian people, and this probably was some of the reason that she was like, well, I don't know if I like Russians. Well, too bad, you married one. Um, So she believed that Rasputin could help her cure her son's chronic illness. So Alexei was her only son and heir to the throne. Sorry, I need a coffee. He suffered from hemophilia. And he was confined to his bed. If you don't know what hemophilia is, it's an inherited disease in which the blood doesn't clot normally, causing bleeding excessively after any injury. Many relatives of Queen Victoria inherited the disease as well, and sometimes it was referred to as the royal disease. So Rasputin had a lot of power over the Russian royals and nobles and A lot of church leaders looked up to him and thought he was just this great and powerful and he could cure anything. But then there was some that saw him as a charlatan and he ended up becoming murdered in 1916. So whether or not that helped Alexei, we will never know. Mm Um. So part of this curse of the Romanovs, some people say that Rasputin put the, put the curse on them. Others say that it was just a curse from birth, the royal curses that plague families like this. We will never know. But um, on March 15th, 1917, Nicholas II lost the throne And after more than 300 years, the Romanovs were done. Mm -hmm. So Tsar Nicholas II, Tsarina Alexandria, and their five children and four attendants were executed on the eastern side of the Ural Mountains in the late morning, early, late night, early morning of July 16th and 17th, 1918. Yeah. Yeah. Um, During the Russian Revolution, which happened in November of 1917, the Bolsheviks that were led by Lenin took power from Russia and established the world's first communist state. The imperial family was sent to live under the house arrest in Siberia. And then in April and May of 1918, they were relocated to a home near the Ural Mountains. Yeah. Huh. So, on the night of July 16th, 1918, the family was ordered to dress and go down to the cellar of the house where they were lined up as if they were posing for a family photograph. Then and there, they were shot by our firing squad and bayoneted to death by Bolshevik troops. The remains of the family were discovered in a mass grave in the Ural Mountains in 1991. Crazy. Yeah. Some DNA tests were done, and they confirmed the identity of Nicholas, Alexandra, and the three daughters. The remains of Alexei and one of his sisters remained a mystery until 2007, when a second grave was discovered. And this was a larger mass grave. And the grave contained the remains of two burned skeletons, 
which after testing he showed were Alexi and one of his sisters. I'm not sure if it was Maria or Anastasia. Yeah. So with that, let's talk about Anastasia Romanov. In the wake of his execution, there were rumors that swirled that Anastasia, Anastasia, whatever you want to call her, I'm going to call her Anna, may have escaped from the Bolsheviks. The legend persisted for nearly a century, and there were tons of books and films and rumors and everything. Over the years, dozens of women came forward and said that they were the Romanov princess. The best-known imposter was Anna Anderson, who was a young woman pulled out of the canal in Berlin, Germany in 1920 after an attempted suicide. Anderson was sent to an asylum where she told all of the patients that she was the Grand Duchess. Her claims received a lot of public attention, but most members of the Romanov family thought she was an imposter. Uh, there was a private investigation funded by Zarina Alexandra's brother in 1927 that found that she was actually a Polish factory worker who had mental illness. Oh, cool. cool. Um, yeah. So with all that history, what's the gist of this episode? So the gist of this episode is that the Romanovs were the last ruling family of the Russian Empire and ruled the country for 400 plus years. By the 20th century, the dynasty was facing challenges, wars were raging, famine, violence, and the Romanovs' only son, Alexei, was the sole heir to the Russian Empire, and he had his fatal disease. So that put a damper on things for sure. Um, and the steps of the infamous mystic Rasputin, where all the doctors failed, it said the boy would die. Rasputin was able to keep the boy from dying not just once or twice, but five different times. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Rasputin issued a prophecy early on in his life before he even met the Romanovs, which this is where the curse may have come from. He saw a vision and he announced that if someone murdered him, their entire family would die with him by the hands of the Russian people. He repeated the prophecy many times and people just assumed it was him being Rasputin and superstitious and just, you know, gonna Rasputin. Mm-hmm. So, basically, with all this talk from Rasputin, the people of Russia thought the curse was his doing and his fault. And this is why I did this episode today. Just I wanted to touch on the Romanovs and get some other history in there and perhaps... You learned something today. I learned a lot by doing the research for this podcast, and it was really hard to cut it down into just a few minutes because there's a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, and I don't want to be a bore. If you want to learn more about the Romanovs, you can do so. Uh, yeah, so that's my cursed family of the day. I didn't want to... Uh, where's I going? I did want to say that I will be doing a lot of cool stuff for season five. I found this crazy book at an antique store. 
and I've been reading it nonstop, and I've been throwing fun facts at Dave, and he's probably tired of it, but it's going to be amazing once I finish this season, one thing at a time, and yeah, so stay tuned next week for a new episode of Lattes and Legends, and go subscribe, write a nice review, nice review, if you like the show, if you don't, just don't listen, I don't care, either way, (laughs) Um, I'm not doing this for anything but fun for me, and yeah, I hope you guys have a great week, happy Monday, make it count, bye!